0: Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. This is Alex Anderson, and welcome to the Quilt Connection for episode number 36. Well, it's time again. McCall's Quilting Magazine is out with their December issue, and in this issue, I did a column on listening to your quilts. Now, what the heck am I talking about? Let's go back to ground zero. Here's the age-old question. How can you have children out of the same oven come out so totally and utterly different? (laughs) When I look at my two kids, same dad, same place, how can they be so different? And what is so interesting is that uh, I would have guessed their personalities to be exactly opposite of what they turned out to be. Now, I'm not going to tell you more about them because that would be an invasion of privacy, but... um, Another thing that's just recently happened that uh, ties into this is that I have about five best friends. And one of my best friends is a brand new grandma. And this best friend of mine, if something ever happened to John and myself, she was the one that would have taken our kids and raised them. And her daughter, her oldest child is a brand new mom. And I have to tell you, friends, I think I was more excited about this baby coming than Karen, the grandma. Well, no, that would be impossible. But when that baby was born within 24 hours, my daughter and I ran over to Kaiser in Walnut Creek and got to see this fabulous new baby. In fact, um, I have a picture of my daughter holding the baby on my website. And I'm not sure who I'm more prouder about the baby or my daughter. But what's so great about this is that we look at this brand new baby. And I know Amanda and Vince have all intentions set out for him, how they want him to be, and who they want them to be. But bottom line is that little boy has a mind of his own, and he's going to develop into who he needs to be. And, you know, it kind of goes the same way with quilts. I have taught workshops before where people have come in with basically the same fabric stash, more or less, and the quilts come out totally different. I call that your quilt's personality. And so what you really need to do when you're making a quilt is listen to it. Pay attention to it. Watch the quilt as it develops. And how you may have intended that quilt to turn out is not necessarily how the um, quilt is going to turn out. In fact, as I wrote about in the article in McCall's uh, Quilting Magazine... I was writing a book on borders, and there had to be, I don't know, six or seven quilts in the book, and I very carefully and strategically planned how the finishing aspect of the quilt would end up, and every single quilt in the book did not turn out how we intended it to turn out, or intended them to turn out. This was a particularly fun book to work on because I did not do it solo. I did it with Elizabeth Scott and she has a pattern company called Late Bloomers Quilts and with Paula Reed who I've done an earlier podcast with and you know she just does fabulous machine quilting. And so we strategized together on what we needed in the book and There were twists and turns, and things just didn't turn out how we wanted. Now, the quilts, having listened to their own personality, turned out better than what we imagined. Take, for example, the nine-patch. Elizabeth pieced that, and she wanted to do an applique swag border on it. And I had to have a scalloped edge on it because that was one of the finishing techniques I was going to talk about in the book. And the swag applique looked great on the computer, but in reality, it was too much for the quilt. So we, um, I took the quilt from Elizabeth because she was just frustrated at no end because it wasn't going the way she wanted it. And we all know that feeling. And I looked at it and I said, this needs fabulous quilting on it. So I enlisted, um, Paula to help with that. And then I did a scrappy, Uh, binding on it that was a scallop border. Now, at the same time, I was working on a butterfly quilt and it needed prairie points on the outside edge. Well, the prairie points were just looking about as dorky as they could possibly look. And so I handed the quilt over to Elizabeth and she ended up mastering the prairie points on it, but it wasn't how I thought it was going to originally be and in the end it was better. So it was actually a very serendipitous and magical relationship the way we could switch these quilts around and get the story finished in a proper um, way. Well, recently, I have had the opportunity to work at a creativity conference with Diana and Laura Nouns, and Gail Abelow with Back Porch Fabrics down in Pacific Grove, Grove and I were the breakout work teachers, workshop teachers, and... We had the um, participants stamp and create fabric the first day. And then the second day, we had sent them out on an artist date, and they had to document six things that struck them. Then when they came to my workshop, I said, okay, I want you to take those six impressions, pick your favorite impression, and you've got three hours to create a quilt now I said look don't make the quilt too big I mean reality is you can't have a king-size quilt here and reality is this probably isn't gonna be the quilt that wins you a blue ribbon in Houston but it is going to be a quilt that is going to be creative play well I wouldn't put out a um, assignment like this if I hadn't done it myself I decided to work off one of the quilts of the G's Bend exhibit And uh, Gail had sent me some stamp fabric that she had worked with, and I had already chosen some fabric at home that I was going to use in conjunction with Gail's fabric. Three hours is not a lot of time to create a quilt, but I will tell you, I had to listen to that quilt and I had to work fast. The end result was nothing that you would ever guess came from me, but I let the quilt take the lead. Now, on my website, alexandersonquilts.com, I will put a photograph of the quilt that struck me from the G-Spend exhibit, and I will put the quilt in that I made in this three-hour workshop solo in my sewing room. It was a really fun way to work, and it really made my creativity just shoot off the map Now, also, I can share this because it's past the date. My son's fiancé's birthday is coming up real soon, and I decided I was going to make something for her. They aren't really quilty-type people, my son and his fiancé, Shelly. And may I say, I love her. She's wonderful. But I decided I would make some pillow shams. Now, Joey told me to make them pink because her room is pink. So I wanted something kind of op-arty. I wanted something very untraditional. So I went to my solid pink collection. And I started just randomly piecing pieces together. And lo and behold, I had to start listening to the quilt. Because what I thought they would end up looking like is not what they ended up looking like. And like, and I'm using the word quilt um, very loosely. I should be saying piecework. So I would like you, again, to visit my site, alexandersonquilts.com, and take a look at what Shelly will be opening this Saturday. I hope she likes it. I think she will, but it's very different from how I normally work. So here's the challenge I'd like to put out to you. Go and find some sort of inspiration. Just, it could be a smell. It could be a box of crayons. It could be a picture you have. It could be another quilt. And then creatively look at that and just have at it. And give yourself three hours to work. That's it. Three hours. And see where it takes you. You will have to listen to your quilt. Now, as an aside or ending to the story, the quilt that I, the small wall hanging, I should say quilt's probably too big of a word, the wall hanging that I did based off the G's man's quilt was just a quilt top, and I cheated. I actually took four hours, but that's okay. It's within the range, right? Well, that was on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I got a call from Karen, and Amanda had gone into labor and So I was so excited it was a wonderful day to be a best friend of a grandma to be and Karen would call me from the hospital and give me the updates and um, I decided I was going to quilt the quilt, and I was going to bind it and I am going to get that baby's handprint and quilt it into this particular wall hanging to document that this is what I was working on the day that Amanda's baby was born. So you know, it's so much fun to have quilting intertwine into your lives in so many in our lives in so many different ways, and um, it is important to give our quilts the freedom to grow how they want to grow, just like our kids. And again, I don't want to drone on too much about personal things, but I have two really awesome kids. They aren't how I expected them to be, but thank goodness I had the wisdom to let them grow into who they are today. Now, I would love to hear from you, and it's simply a matter of coming to my website, alexandersonquilts.com, and go to the Quilt Connection, and you will see that there's quite an easy way to access me. I would love to hear what you think about this podcast, and if you have a struggle with this yourself, I know it's hard to let go, but when you let go, the magic begins. Until we meet, and we quilters do get around, happy quilting! For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.